It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to episode seven of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast. And you, my friend, uh, for a guy that took the red eye back from Los Angeles, who you are defying the rules of space and time, you seem awfully alert. I must, I must recognize the fact you seem awfully alert on this. I, you know, I feel amazing. Thursday I, edition. I took a jet blue as a new first class called Mint. Yes, <laughs> I've heard of this. They changed the rules uh-huh. in taking care of people. It was spectacular. So I took really? a nine o'clock LA time flight. Right. And six AM here. I ate a little f- I mean uh, not n- noon here. Uh no, it was n- uh, nine PM. Oh, okay, so, I got it. You went red eye. Right. Okay, so gotcha. it's twelve PM here. It's midnight here. Landed here at five and yep. I basically was on in bed. I slept. I had coffee and ice. I was gonna say, up. how many coffee meetings did you take once you landed? I landed, boom, I was on and I got back to uh, Palm Beach and started doing my deal. But you know what? It, it's you gotta take advantage of, of every day. And so this was, I slept when I was supposed to sleep, and I was up when I was supposed to be up. And, and that's uh, how it works. And that's how it and works. And you were out um, in Los Angeles in the world of sport, which takes us to our guest that will be joining us shortly yeah. here on the podcast, Brandon Steiner of uh, Steiner Sports and Marketing, uh, memorabilia side. But you were out in Los Angeles on the NFL side of things. So, you know, one, one of the cool things about the speaking that I'm doing, speaking and training, is it puts me in the markets that I want to be in. Mm-hmm. And the heritage of my company is in sports, so I was uh, connected with an old friend of mine, a guy named Chris Hibbs, a uh, great guy. I actually worked uh, with Michael Yormark at the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right. So I've done business with him at the Lightning, the Panthers. He was the VP of sales for the Bears, and now he's running the show out with the Rams and Chargers. It was great. It was educational. It was fun. There's new business opportunities, and mm-hmm. it's you know always connecting. You know, right. Always be connected. And you stress that in the book, yeah. Confessions of a Serial Salesman, 27 Rules, for influencers and leaders, you talk about the importance of not only connecting and building relationships, but doing so organically. So it's not blatant and obvious that you want something from people. People don't want to be sold. They want to form relationships, connections, and vibe like we have been able to do. Yeah, it's, it's been great. You know, the, the reaction to the podcast is amazing. Everybody loves what Are they loving what, it? They're loving what you're doing because, as I tell people, you really steer the conversation, and I think this is the best 30 minutes in sales really? mindset really is. I listen to a lot of other stuff. Um, there are good podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. This is a 30-minute bolt of lightning yeah. that puts you in a place that now that we're building a library, people could go back to and say, hey, you know what? Ep- episode four with John Sally was a game changer for me that day. That was a lot of fun that day, that too. Was a lot of fun. So I was with Mr. Sally for dinner yesterday. How is John? It was we, vegan, of course. We ate vegan. Lotus vegan. Lotus Shout vegan. Shout out to Lotus vegan. All right. Where, had, where are they? We had, uh, they're in Burbank. Uh, Burbank. Yep. And we had uh, Lotus chicken, I'm sorry, uh, vegan chicken wings. Vegan chicken wings. So mind, there's not even a blown. bone. There's not mind even mind a... Blown. How are they building that? Is it, was it the tofu? I don't want to know. You know. But it was good, <laughs> though. It tasted good. You know, so I, I think, you know, just speaking about that real quickly... It's all in your mind. It looked like the kind of food that I right. would eat. Right. I ate it. It tasted relatively good, mm-hmm. and I felt better afterwards. But, yeah. Uh, John uh, was in his brand new Tesla uh, wagon or you know truck. The, the SUV oh, with the gull wing doors oh, for the for the back seat. It was fantastic. <laughs> the, so it was like <laughs> we pulled up at valet, and 
the wings open. Yeah. And you see this seven-foot giant get out of the car. It was really fantastic. Of positivity. He's amazing. Yeah. He, he is just spreading the, the word. He's actually filming um, a TV show that's all about uh, detox. Really? People detoxing. And I love where he's going with it to walk into an office setting and detox the place, get rid of the stuff that well, that's great. is making people unproductive. So, that's great. Yeah, so we're, we're in a great place. People receiving the, the podcast really well. Mm-hmm. I think people especially like the guests that are on because they're talking specifically about actionable. Right. You know, what do they do or how do they do it and what, how did it relate to my book or just the way I think. And mm-hmm. today's guest is a gigantic example. Yeah, this is an example of a man, Brandon Steiner, that uh, was one of the forefront uh, there of the sports memorabilia and then working exclusively with the New York Yankees became a global uh, brand, if you will. Well, let's let's face it. He is a Brooklyn boy, so you know mm-hmm. we have that in common. Shout he's, out Brooklyn. He's a Flatbush boy. Oh, um, uh, you know, so we've got that in Get common. And you know what? He has all of the things that I look for in you know, or I find in successful people. He has great determination, great uh, foresight, and uh, you know, there's nothing that you cannot replace work ethic. I talk about it all the time, and he has it. So I was fortunate enough to do some work with his organization. He had me on his podcast, mm-hmm. which was a thrill for me. And that inspired you in some ways. Oh. I, th- I think that inspired you to then come and, and want to do your own, I think. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things that I try and tell people, you know, when I learn every day and I get inspired by other people, you know, some people are jealous. They think that there's not enough in the world. Uh-huh. And they go, oh, well, wow, he has a podcast and, you know, yeah. yada, yada. Well, I should too. I, I learned. Uh-huh. I was just like, wow, that's a great thing. He is giving back. And he's having a blast doing it, and I'm so excited, you know, the stuff that we can talk about today. So, uh, you know, again, just validating that when you're Mm -hmm. in this space, keep your eyes open. There's all kinds of learnings and teachings around you if you pay attention to it. Well, you're being brought in places to speak, to to teach, to to show folks. So this podcast, in in effect, is for folks to kind of get a master's degree in 30 minutes at a clip. So I got hired by a group out in Denver. I was in Denver this past week called Avison Young. It's a big a national real estate firm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they really loved was that not only did they get to spend time with me and their 25 executives, now there's follow-up on the podcasts and all of the writings, the blogs, the vlogs, all the things. So for them, it was like, Platforms. We, we got our dose of you mm-hmm. and now we have stuff to carry us and we want you back. They've already hired me back. That's great. And they're talking about me doing their national convention in Toronto. So just leaving this stuff out there and, and I, I think differently than other people. I, I really, the stuff I'm putting out there, mm-hmm. um, I'm so excited to do because it's, it's real. It's genuine. It's not, you know, it's not just made up stuff. It's like, hey, listen, my last blog was about face-to-face. Yeah. You know? How do you do a face-to-face meeting? Someone doesn't look me in the eye, I'm gone, man. I can't, there's no trust there. It's those little things. Shake the hand. Don't shake me like a fish. Right. Don't squeeze my knuckles either. Give me some firm, you know, you're at the plate. So, these little little things that I you know people are paying attention to are creating great results, and that's really what my intent is. Well, today we're going to get into rule number 25 out of the 27 rules for influencers and leaders of your book, and that is follow up. Follow up. What do people not necessarily grasp or take advantage of when it comes to the concept of follow up? For some folks, it's uncomfortable. They don't know when to do it. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how in the sales, you know what I'm saying? In the sales, and then you're at, something you just don't know what, what I, I wrote about it in the book uh, and I related it to the movie swingers. Right. You know, when John Favreau goes yep. out on a date, he has a great date. He comes back. Yep. Six friends all have a different time frame in which he should follow up, follow up now, follow up in a day. You can't do it for a three week. days, goes, three, three days. days. Right. Exactly. Right. Whatever it was. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I tell people, whatever system you create for yourself, be consistent about it mm-hmm. because I think people forget. You know, they meet somebody, they have a great reaction. A day goes by, two, two days go by, they haven't done it. It's not intentional that they're not following up. It's, you know, they're, they're losing it. So for me, if I see somebody in a day, I have a 12-hour rule that within that 12 hours, I'm going to follow up with them. And so here's kind of the trick, too. I pass you in the hallway. I mm-hmm. see you on the road. You get an email from me that says, hey, you know, hey, great seeing you. That shows people your commitment to the process. And they go, wow, I'm not even doing business with this guy. And he's following up. I would bet if I do, he's going to be there for me yeah. after the sale. Right. And that's where most salespeople go wrong. They make the sale and they forget about Agreed. the people that bought their, mm-hmm. their, their stories. And so. that's not about a relationship. No, that's a very one-sided parasitic. Transactional. It's, uh, yeah. you know, that term wham, bam. Thank, Thank you, you, ma'am. <laughs> well, let's get to our guest, who is the founder and CEO of Steiner Sports Marketing. You were a guest on his podcast, and now returning favor, he's a guest on yours, as we welcome uh, Brandon Steiner onto the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing great. Everything's good. It's no good. complaints. Got a busy day at Steiner. Is ever, no day is ever the same here. That's the confusing part, and I guess I like it that way because it's my 30th year. And, and, and fantastically enough, what a run in the postseason for the Yankees. I know a great <laughs> partner of yours. Had they won one more game, boy, that's a different business proposition, I would imagine. Uh, it would have been helpful. Um, we like what they did, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, my expectation level was uh, really met, and then some. So I love what what they did, and I think from a business standpoint, we could all use a little uh, lesson on that, which is you know, nothing like building from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing like incorporating youth into your establishment on a regular basis and, and planning for your future. And there's nothing like a strategy. You know, you know, when you have a strategy, you want to use all your resources to accomplish that strategy. I got to tell you, a lot of times things do work out. And I think that sometimes people want to be, in, in this day and age, they just want to move so quick. They want it yesterday. But there's something to be said about putting together a strategy, getting everybody's input, and then following it. Uh, it's something that's a little bit of a lost art, but I, I feel like the Yankees did a great job at that. And I think the Astros did, too. You know, those are two teams that followed a strategy, which was about getting younger, mm-hmm. mixing in some veterans that would be good in the locker room to teach those younger players what it took to win. And then you, hence you saw two great teams in the ALCS. To me, that was a toss-up. Either team could have gone. But they were, they were put together very smartly, both those teams, with a nice mix of players and a strategy that matched up and the team wasn't stressed. I see a lot of teams making decisions now, not based on their strategy, but based on payroll, Mm. based on money. And whenever you're making decisions that are based on money, but that's not good for your company, you know you're sprinting in the wrong direction enthusiastically. And for those that don't know why we went right to the Yankees or Brandon Steiner in 2005, his company reached the agreement with the Yankees to create Yankee Steiner Collectibles. And since 2006, he hosted Memories of the Game on the Yes Network, the Yankee Entertainment Sports Network. And so that's why we went right to baseball. Into the New York Yankees did an amazing run yeah. to a Game 7 in the American League Championship Series. You, were, uh, you speak very fondly of Brandon Steiner on the regular, Steve, and he was someone that you just identified with. You connected with why? Yeah, you know, it was, it was neat. We got to do some work with them originally. But when you find out that when people who their genuine self is and Brandon, you know, I've been following your stuff. The, the content that you're putting out there is so great for everybody to look at. You know, the, the things I take away are, you know, one recent post you talked about is being the underdog, you know, and mm-hmm. you embrace that 
so well. And the people that know you that, that I have spoken to all know that you're a genuine guy. You, you can be, you know, your business head and always have that agenda. But at the end of the day, you are who you are, and you are genuinely a very nice man. It's been great to Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's nice of you to say that. And, and it's a joy when I put out the content on whether it be on my blog on brandonsteiner.com or Facebook. Um, I got about 200. You know what's funny is I'm half illiterate and I have 275,000 people that follow my blog now, <laughs> which wow. I'm the idiot growing up. You know, my brother was an incredible writer, reader. Both, oh, my whole family were so far greater intellectually. I was the idiot. I struggled. I had to take freshman English in college three times, and I got a blog. I write every day. We're <laughs> working on my third book. I just, I just love when people just keep telling me about all the stuff I can't do. But isn't that about being relatable? Isn't that about being relatable, Brandon? Don't people relate to? I mean, they can kind of see themselves in you and vice versa? I think so. Particularly my second book was all, the biggest comment I got back on my You Got That Balls book was like, I could do this. This is not even that. Exactly. (laughs) I don't think most people that do anything extraordinary that 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 complicated. Matter of fact, it's pretty obvious most of the time. The brilliance is really just stating the obvious. But it's, I love that, that the second book the most is because it was like, yeah, it's freaking simple. It's not easy, though. Don't confuse right. simplicity with easy. Don't confuse simplicity yeah. with easy. That's please a great one. explain that. <laughs> Elaborate on that for us, please. I just think that, you know, I would say if it's not easy, it's not possible. And I think sometimes, it, you know, the hard work is the diligence, the thinking. That's where it, it kills you. People think it's like working late at night. That's easy. It's the really thinking about why you're working late at night and why it's taking you longer than it should or how you can get to work in three minutes versus five or why you keep you know, uh, making the same mistake over and over. That takes a lot of time and thought, but you can really – it's amazing what you're going to accomplish when you start figuring those things out. That's how my brain works. Like, and to put this industry – when you think about the collectible industry 30 years ago when I got into this business, it was all over the place. And it wasn't easy, but it didn't seem that it seemed simple to me, but it didn't seem easy. Mm. So putting an order to things is a really common trait with extraordinary people. Like if you want to be extraordinary and do something extraordinary, you have to be able to put complicated and chaotic into order mm. and not be afraid to get into that complicated, dark place in your company. Most people sprint away from it, but in every company, this complicated, chaotic, no one really knows how to fix it. You can fix it. You just got to get to a dark place. You got to put your head down. You're going to have to step on some heads. You're going to have to ruffle some feathers. But hey, if not you, then who? But that's how, that's how you get your, you know, your name up on a door. Ultimately, it's like you know, you're not willing to stand for the status quo. And, uh, and it happens on a bunch of levels, whether it's the actual product, the way you deliver that product, the way you communicate with your customer. There's so many different things you could step in and make a difference. The question is, you want to go through the process of really in that dark place. Mm. The thing about the things I've accomplished, it usually starts in a really dark, not a great place, not an easy place to be in. Not and, and just 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 keep dreaming and thinking and thinking. And finally, I understand the position that my customer is in from their perspective, not mine. Well, you bring and up a, work backwards. You bring up a great point, uh, Brandon, which you always do. But you know, the, having empathy for the people that you deal with is something that people tend to forget. And so, you know, I found that, you know, when I first started talking to you is that you're your genuine self. You've had some unbelievable achievements. You're dealing with the Yankees and the Mets and, you know, all these great celebrities, but you're still you. You're not, you know, people get affected sometimes by their success, and, and I don't find that about you at all. So that empathy well, and that, that genuineness to say, 
hey, I don't really think what I did was that difficult. I did it because I had passion. I stuck to it because that's where I have love. And I always say, if you do what you love, the mm-hmm. money follows. Right. So you're a perfect example of if you, you com- love this. I got uh, to interrupt. If you commit to what you love. Oh, I love it. If you commit, mm. make a commitment to what you love, then the passion and, and success will follow. Most people want to get all lovey-dovey and get passionate and then make no, make a commitment to what you think you love, and you, then you only first can see how far things could go. I think sometimes people get confused about commitment and passion, in my opinion. By the way, I think that a lot of, in sports, like, that guy's making all that money, he's a jerk. <laughs> well, he was a jerk before he made all the money. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, I, was a, I think I was a pretty good guy before I made this money, and... I think the fame and fortune, all that does broadcast who you really are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you a, you know, I think that sometimes people get confused because they pay so much homage to people with great wealth, but it doesn't make them a good person. It doesn't make them, it means they got lucky in the business end. We all know that business is only 20, 25% of what life's all about. It's family, it's health, it's spiritual. You know, all those things really matter. I think we all know that. But yet, if somebody's got gazillions of dollars, all of a sudden now they bypass that 20, 25% of what's important in life? Mm. No. Fame and fortune broadcast who you really are. And if you're, you're real and you're a good person, you were that way before you had the money, and all that did is just broadcast that who you really are. Uh, I love the idea of don't confuse simple with easy, because those are very different <laughs> things. John Wooden, yeah. John Wooden said, uh, quick but yeah. never rushed, right? Yeah. Quick. And Be I quick, always don't say rush. don't confuse what's popular with what's good. Because we see the movies that yeah. are nominated for Best Picture yeah. are never the ones that made all the be- the biggest money. Keep those rules in mind, and they translate yeah. through business. But simple doesn't mean easy. That's an important lesson to take out of this podcast today. And his word about commitment is really, you know, commit to what you love. Well, you know, not do, but commit. People are generally afraid of commitment. That's where they run away from. Sure. So I love the way you position that. Yeah. It's, it's really about how committed are you to this effort, to this you know mission, to this whatever we're doing together. A rule wrote, wrote a great wrote a great blog by the way the other day about you know someday you know you're going to miss this, and yeah. that's all about the commitment. Like I think sometimes people take for granted the opportunity they have, the person that's in love with them, that you're in, in this relationship, whether it be your kids or a friend. Like, and I wrote this thing because um, I was having a crazy day, and I just at one point I go, wow, I mean this is amazing. I just had this lunch with Mariana Rivera. I just had this meeting with Mark Messier. I was just going to meet, we're starting a movement on the opioids epidemic where we're going to put a ton of money, get celebrities involved, and get this country going to opioids. And then I was going to interview Mike Piazza, and then I was going to another fundraiser after that with a really, you know, a really hosh posh group. And I said, wow, one day you're going to miss this, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Like, and meaning be grateful, be in that moment now. Like, be, appreciate what you have now. And in order to have more, you really have to appreciate what you have, even if it's not your expectation level isn't quite met. I think it's just really important to know that what you have and what you're doing is probably more than you probably ever thought you were going to have, and it's a lot more than usually than most other people have in a lot of cases. And that gratefulness, I think, is, is important to incorporate on a day-to-day. And that takes us right to what I was going to mention. That is rule yeah. number six, which we're covering from the book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman. And the rule number six states, count your blessings, gratitude. Steve, you know me. I talk about an attitude of gratitude. I tell people every day, if you treat the opportunities, the persons and things in your life, once you have them, like you did when you wanted them, you'll never have an issue. Because you really wanted that car, you really wanted that woman, you really wanted that job. 
but then you take it for granted a couple of months in and you're tired of it. If you treat these things once you have them like you did when you wanted them, you can maintain that attitude of gratitude. You'll never have any problems. You find successful people are generally grateful. I mean, so it is one of those traits that, that you know, leaves behind. Brennan, did you learn that along the way, or is that something that maybe helped you to become successful in the first place? Being gratitude. I think it's the ability to, 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 to maneuver your, your uh, expectation levels. I always say disappointment can be controlled when you exchange expectation for appreciation. I think that people get stuck on their expectation level. When it's not met, they get disappointed, and then they, they instead of you know, moving to gratitude for the little or whatever it is you got, just because it didn't meet up to your expectation. But, you know, expectations have to be a variable. They've got to be movable. You know, just because you set an expectation level, you didn't hit it, or somebody didn't hit it, doesn't mean you still can't be grateful for whatever it is they did bring. My salesperson did $1,000 today. I hope he was going to do 1500 Yes, I need to talk to him about what else he could do, but I'm still grateful at least he brought in the 1000 you know, so move your, you know, exchange sometimes your disappointment of expectation and, and move it to appreciation. And I, I think sometimes there are some things that maybe you don't want to be flexible and mobile on, but I think that a lot of times a lack of uh, gratefulness starts with disappointment. And um, you got to be careful about that because sometimes what you're disappointed about really is a little questionable. Maybe maybe you shouldn't be as disappointed as you are. Yeah, keeping things in perspective. Let's go yeah. on to the subject of the underdog. At one point, all of us, and even maybe even recently, were considered the underdogs. Um, I, I speak confidently of someone that never had a, bro, uh, a break I didn't make for myself. We make our own opportunities. We, we our- talk about it, Steve, right? We talk about ourselves. Uh, the market you're in and that you dominate, Brandon, didn't really exist. You're one of the guys that saw, had the vision, and said, you know what? There's something here. Let's do this, and became the godfather of sorts, if you will. What is your okay. view on the role of the underdog? Well, I think you know it's not the game; it's the game plan. And I, I think that ugh, there's no reason to be a favorite. You know, even, I always say you've got to play this little game within the game inside yourself. And you know, the, uh, the the favorite really has nothing to win, everything to lose. You always want to be the underdog, regardless. Of what. The hardest thing, really, the, the hardest thing, think about, it, is not accomplishing your goals. It's resetting them after you get them. Mm. And, you know, the common complaint that people get about me is like, Brandon, you know, you're never happy. No, I'm happy. I'm just not satisfied because so you, so what? You hit your goal. Maybe I underestimated your goal. Maybe I overestimated them. But now, okay, can we reset them? Why wouldn't you reset them? And I think the underdog is always resetting the goal, putting themselves in a role that nobody thinks that they could do it. It's, it's a mindset. And the mindset says nobody out there thinks I could do what I, want, what I know I could do. No one thinks I'm going to accomplish this. Nobody thinks I'm going to win. Nobody thinks I'm going to be able to pull this off. But the key here, though, in the underdog versus the favorite mindset is that in my soul, your soul has to be the favorite. The soul is talking to your mindset and making sure that even though you're in a mindset that you're thinking, wow, nobody thinks I could do it, your soul is telling your mindset, you're the best. If not you, then who? There's no reason why you can't win this game. You've prepared. You're ready. Be confident in your ability. You have a strategy. Stay with your game plan. And not to let your, your alter ego kind of take you away from that. But, so I like the combination of the mindset and the soul. The mindset is the underdog. My soul is the favorite. And my soul is talking to my mindset to make sure that it's in check. But out exter- externally, I'm always feel like I'm in a battle. I always feel like I'm in a war. I'm in the 15th round of a boxing match, and it's 7-7, and nobody thinks I can win this last round. 
and I've got to go and prove it. You're choosing the and underdog every role. Every day. You're choosing, every day. choosing the underdog role. Steve, obviously, you know, in sports, and we're all in sports, and we're all in marketing, we're all in broadcasting, um, the narrative of no one thinks we can do it is a tremendous motivational tool. Well, the, the, the idea that um, we're all governed by mindset is spectacular. I mean, that's why I wrote the book, because we get somewhere in the neighborhood of 60,000 negative thoughts that run through our head. So, so <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think people on a daily basis have fear and doubt, and that underdog mentality helps you to say, you know what, I don't care if it's me against the world. Mm-hmm. I feel it in my gut. And I know I can do this, and I'm going to bet on myself, and that's certainly the entrepreneurial mindset is that I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. I can do it. And so it is me against the world every single minute of every single day, and I'm not satisfied ever. But, but you know, you, you have that instinct or not, and then you have to build a toolbox mm-hmm. to say, okay, when it is yep. negative, you know, underdogs get beat all the time. Right. It doesn't yep. mean they lost. Right. It means it's part of the journey of look at all of the NBA champions who lost the first time they got there. The mm-hmm. team got there. They learned what it was like to lose, and then boom, the next year they came and won it. So, you know, the whole mindset of the underdog is learning from all of those things that happen around. You. Well, lo- losing is not the opposite of winning. It's a huge part of winning. Right. And when, a lot of people get really down on, on you know, if something bad happens or they're losing. Uh, and that's just not the case. But I think the other thing is, is that people, when they start losing or things aren't going the right way, they start getting into this pressure. So I've been doing a study on pressure. I've been asking as many extraordinary and celebrities, celebrity types, you know, people that have been really successful about pressure. What's their view on pressure? And I'm going to give you my – I'm all over the place on this. I, I, I love it. I'm no, it's not good. there I love yet, it. but I'll give you this one nugget that I, because I've been wondering, like, why the hell – does some guy get up and he looks like he's cool as a cucumber and relaxed and he seems to do well under pressure? And some people, they, they, they really struggle. And I think that the, what I've gotten so far, and, and there's a whole, I have a whole bunch on this, which I'm going to start really uh, blogging about, which is when, you're, when you have a strategy that you believe in, this is very important for your teams, your, your company. If you have a strategy that your company, your sales team, your softball team believes in, and you're confident in your ability, there's no pressure. If you're confident in your strategy as, a, as an individual and as your team is, and you're confident in your ability, there's no pressure. No. And think about how many times in your company you're feeling pressure because you're not confident in the strategy. You're not confident in the proposal. You're not all on the same page. Right. You know, on the team, you're not sure what happens when it's the end of a game and what's supposed to happen when it's really tight and who's really who you're really trying to go get the ball and who you're really confident trying to stop to get the ball. And you're confident in that person, whether it's you or someone else, in their ability to make it happen for you to win the game. You're confident in that salesperson in your company that given the strategy, even though it's getting out of the wire, it's you versus another company, you're confident in that person and you're putting everything behind that person to win. That's really fascinating. I mean, you know, you, you have been able in this short time together to put together some incredible little snippets, the, you know, oh, that, yeah. that are just, and I'm, you know, I'm so grateful that we're, you know, getting this time, but I know the people that listen are going to just glom this stuff up because it's spot on. I mean, all of us think we Thank deal you. with pressure, but what is pressure really? It's really self, you know, you, you're, you're, you're own, it's, yeah, it's Self-esteem. great. I, I mean, I would love to continue that dialogue sometime because, yep. you know, I think everybody sets the bar at a certain place. And if you don't really believe you can get there, that's where the pressure starts. But you talk about guys that want the ball at the end or want to be up at the plate at the end of the game. 
I can see your point. That's not pressure. They want that. They want to be there. Yeah. Magic Johnson wanted to be there. That's right. Give me the ball. If you like your strategy, your confidence, your ability, why wouldn't you? Right. It's right? incredible. Yeah. Uh, they can read these blogs online at brandonsteiner.com. They can uh, follow you on Facebook, you said as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do this Project X show, by the way. If you're an entrepreneur, you got a, an idea, a sales idea, something, you know, look for the look for the show that we do live on, on our Facebook and Twitter. It's fascinating, and we take all kinds of calls and try to help people with their ideas. It's really cool. Yeah, I love it. And when I'm in New York next time, I'm, uh, I, I want to be one of those guests. Oh, you've got to come up. Both of you. I need both of you up here on the show because I think to. a lot of people could use the sales tips that you have, and both of you guys bring a lot to the table that I think there's a lot of people out there that desperately need and we try to personalize it towards a specific idea uh, that somebody was calling, but then we all know that everybody's feeling the same thing. Yep, Nobody's right. really had too many feelings that a gazillion other people aren't feeling. Amen. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for the wisdom. Founder, CEO of Steiner Sports Marketing. Brandon Steiner, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, man. See you guys. Appreciate, you guys. appreciate you greatly. I, I love the simplicity of don't confuse simple with easy. There I, is a difference. That could be the best takeaway in the seven weeks. I yep. mean, it was Not bad. framed up, and he was just on a roll, man, one after the other. Who said I can barely read? I'm, I'm barely literate. They so made fun great. of me. It's cool. And now I got 275,000 people reading the blog. It's the power of the world we live in now. That genuine. Yep. You know, wisdom is not, you know, it's not based. Passion, it's just... gratitude, strategy, right? Yeah, I mean, man. those are the takeaways Incredible. in success, and those translate. As they say in football, um, you know, the, the running game travels well. So in, I'm, in sales, those aspects travel well. I'm grateful that we got to spend that, you know, time with him. You know? yeah. So that's where, you know, you take these words and you lay them over each of the activities in mm-hmm. your life. And yep. say, yeah, I'm really grateful about that. And, and I wish I, was, I were you so I could be grateful to get to spend time with me. I, I imagine what a joy that must be. So I can only envision you, how grateful you, you must be. I know be. what a humble guy you are, yeah. but it is, I am being very genuine. What a that thrill. This has been fun, dude. Listen, here again, you saw John say you're the best quarterback. Yeah. Now you got Brandon Steiner who does his own show saying, yeah. you bring value. That's right. You know, and there's, yeah. there's a reason why we're doing this together. This I, is not, I only know. wish I were you so I could feel what it's like to be in the presence of me. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Tell me something good, Steve, as we wrap up episode seven of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Uh, instead of introducing yourself to someone saying, how are you? Ask them to tell you something good. That's a rule you live and follow and preach on the regular. Number one rule around the country right now, the audiences and the people that I'm talking to, they all love it. Um, but I concentrate on, you know, what is good. And yep. for me, quick little story. Um, I was away in Cleveland. Uh, I had a, a two day speaking event, which was great. I had committed in early September to do the keynote speech for Junior Achievement. Oh, that's to great. 300 high school students. That's great. It's my way of giving back, working with these wannabe entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the hurricane came through. They had to change the date. They changed it to a date that I wasn't going to be here. Ah. Uh, my trusty assistant, Jay, Jay. Uh, h- helped me rearrange my schedule. I flew all night to get in for a Saturday morning event for them. And I got to get up in front of them, the kids and their parents. And I'll tell you, man, That's you talk about feeling good. Yeah. The responses I got from people. Thank you for being here. You were so spot on. You know, we want to buy your book. We want to do stuff great. with you. So it's good. That's telling you something good and something great, I guess. We'll take it even next level. Yeah, man. Uh, I tell you what, this was a pretty good episode seven, Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Remember the book, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders That Will Change Your Life and Business. Uh, we should do it again. Want to do it again? You, you know what? Our next again? one is just one? before Thanksgiving. We got a lot to be a, thankful for. Oh, we got a lot to be thankful for. In your for. case, me. So that's good, too. And you keep reminding me, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me forget. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's do it, man.
We appreciate it. For Steve Needleberg, Josh Cohen saying thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on Episode 8 of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman.